Hello, and welcome to Someday We'll All Be Dead, a podcast where we talk about all the things with a social work perspective. I'm your host, Hallie Harris, and I am a hospice social worker. Today, we're going to be talking with my nephew, Jacob. He is 15, going to be 16 in August, and I thought it was just really important to get a teenage perspective on several things, one of which is that he's been living in two households for his entire life. So I thought that'd be a unique perspective, as well as just what teenagers are thinking today. I think adults don't often ask teenagers what they're thinking and what their perspective is, and I think they're often underestimated. So we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things, and I hope you enjoy our discussion. Here we go. So this is my nephew, Jacob. He's here to talk to me about the world of being a teenager in today's 2019 world and also uh, what it's like to grow up in two different households, which I think a lot of people go through but don't necessarily talk about. I think it's, you know, no one really thinks to stop and ask the teenager what they're thinking about it. So thank you for talking to me about this today. Yeah, anytime. So you, uh, your mom and dad split up when you were pretty young, as I recall. Yes, I believe I was, oh, around two-ish, maybe. Mm-hmm. So once they split up, though, it seems to me, if I remember correctly, that they had 50-50 custody of you since that time, right? You didn't have primary custody in one parent? Uh, yes. Um, except for my dad, he was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was deployed, I think, twice or three times. And during his deployments, I would go and live with my mom full time until he got back. I see. But the rest of the time uh, was 50-50. Yes, rest of the time was 50-50, one week on, one week off. How was that to be going between households every single week? That's, to me, that um, seems like it'd be really stressful. I mean, it can be, but when you do it for 13 years, it, you get used to it because, um, like, I, I would just tell my friends, I'd be like, hey, I'm here this week, but I'm not going to be here next week, but I'll be here the week after, right? You know, stuff like that. So I, we would make plans accordingly, and I would always have friends on either household who knew all that. So, yeah. It, it wasn't, I never had the stress carry over, I guess. Like, what happened at my mom's house generally stayed at my mom's house. Mm. Then I'd have, like, a week break to take a breath about it and stuff like that. So it, it can, it's stressful having to move and not being able to do, like, make plans all the time. I don't know if, I'm, if it makes sense, but not being able to make plans with certain friends every week. Right. Um... And certain friends every week, you know. Um, like neighborhood friends. again, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But then again, it's also a good little break. Like if me and my mom are kind of having a little bit of issues and then the next week comes up and I go to my dad's, you know, I'm good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it kind of gives you that breathing room in case you're having any kind of issues with either parent. Or sibling, maybe? Yes. Because you're the oldest, right? You're, both of your parents have remarried, and they both have children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. 
That's okay. Uh, so they both have children with their new respective spouses. And so you're yes, the oldest do. of all of them. Yes. So how is that being like the one that has to go back and forth and being the oldest? Did you feel like weird or different responsibilities in each household? Um, no, because like, um, I don't know. I feel like I have a better friendship with all of my siblings than I do of having that sibling role. You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay. Like, because I'm gone so often, yet I'm also there so often, <laughs> I kind of, you know, I, I become, I don't know, I become more friends with them than I do a brother or sister. I mean, yes, I'm always there for them, like, when they need backed up on stuff or if they need help with things. I'm always there in, like, that, you know, older brother type situation. Mm-hmm. But then again, like, I'm more friends than I am a brother, I feel like. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know how old your um, siblings are with your dad. Are they about the same age as the other um, two? N- no, they're older. They are 12 and 9. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. so they're a little bit older. Is it easier to get along with them being older, or does it matter? Uh, yes. Um, it's, it's because there's a lot more things you know, that we can have, that we have in common, I guess. Or that you can do together, probably. I mean, you're pretty limited by a big age range in the other household. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, because there's a wide variety of things that we can do Mm -hmm. other than with my little siblings, it's very restricted because there's not many things that they're able to do, you know, like, either physically capable to, capable to do or, you know, things like that. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to, like, take a five-year-old to the mall. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. What do you think is the best thing about living in two different households? Or best oh, things, plural? Um, what are your favorites? The stereotypical get two of everything. <laughs> I was wondering because, about that. Yes, I do get two Christmases and two of every holiday, and then I get like twice as much family, mm-hmm. which can be good and bad. But you know, um, and like I said again, the break thing, mm-hmm. where I could take a break if I need it. Mm-hmm. That is also a good plus. So those are your favorite things? Yeah. I mean, other than that, you know, there's really nothing else that's really like a pro, I guess. Like, I don't know. There's really not a whole lot of pros and cons uh, because my parents do get along and it's not like a fight. Mm-hmm. Like, I have it pretty well where my parents, they don't talk trash about each other. They don't... Um, you know, they just don't talk trash about each other, and they're not rude. Mm-hmm. They're nice, and they're still, they respect each other. So it, that also helps a lot. Yeah. What do you think the cons are about living in two households, besides having to have separate wardrobes um, in different houses? Or do you just take a backpack every time you go? How does that well, work? I take a backpack, but that's, 
generally only for school. Mm. Um, some things, because I do have two different wardrobes, one there, one, uh, you know, one at my mom's, one's at my dad's. Um, and sometimes I've gotten in trouble because I've taken clothes from my dad's over to my mom's and forgot to bring them back and vice versa. Yes. Um, and also having to take a backpack everywhere mm-hmm. because there are some times where my dad, he might be going out of town for a long time and he won't be back for the end of the week or like my dad's side of the family, like, you know, his family is going out of town and then I'd have to go to my mom's like right away. So I might have to take a bunch of stuff that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like for school stuff, I always need to pack my school stuff. And so like some kids, how they leave their textbooks at home. I can't do that because I don't know if I'm going to go to my mom's after school or my dad's, you know, stuff like that. Right, right. Are you looking forward to not having to do that at some point, or do you think you might kind of miss it? Um, I think I might miss it a little bit, but I definitely wanted to not, or want to not do that, mm-hmm. because, you know, it gets annoying, but, you know, it's, I might miss it a little bit, because it's just, I've done it for so long, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just become habit now, I might, you know, it's kind of like, breaking out of a habit so it's it'd be different sure sure what about like food and stuff is that pretty standard at both houses or is that very different food Mm -hmm. like some households are you know vegetarian for example or they cook certain ways and Uh, um i don't know i mean there are different like menus i guess i I, I don't know how else to say um but like at my mom's house we do have quite a bit more hispanic food Mm -hmm. um and then at my dad's house we we do have a very different uh menu i guess no that's a good Uh, word to use i think yeah um I i don't know it's just they're not really different it's just at my mom's we do have quite a bit more hispanic food well, you do have delicious tamales. I'm pretty jealous of that. I know. I can't wait for her to give me the recipe. <laughs> you better learn how to make them. What's that? You better be learning how to make them. I know, right? I'm totally going to be making them like every week. <laughs> hey, tamales are only for Christmas time or winter time. What are you talking about? That's... No, I'll eat tamales all year long. <laughs> Well, what about responsibilities? Do you have different kind of chores or responsibilities that your different parents expect from you? Um, not really, because generally it is, you know, I'm the oldest, so I take on, like, mowing the yard or picking up dog poop and stuff like that. And then um, every once in a while, you know, loading the dish- loading the dishwasher, um feeding the dog, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I do my own laundry because, you know, I know how to do it, and I don't, I don't need somebody else doing it for me. Good, so, good. Yeah. I mean, um, no, responsibilities don't really vary, or don't really, they're not really different between households. Mm-hmm. They're, they're generally the same. Do you think as far as responsibilities and chores and discipline that your parents have worked together to kind of uh, 
make sure that it's similar at least in both households or do you think does it feel different oh no i know for a fact they do <laughs> because i they they've met up when i do st- really stupid things and a punishment goes for both houses ah they both create yeah they've they've literally met up and created a punishment for me <laughs> yeah so you get two of everything but you also get consistency when it comes to discipline Yes. You can't be getting away with something on one at one house. No, no, not at all. <laughs> well, I know you've been doing this since, you know, you were pretty small, so it may be hard to even imagine doing it any other way, but if if there could have been a change to the arrangement, do you think you would have or do you think you would keep it the way it is and why why is that? Um I think I would have changed it not week on week off. I think I would have done two weeks or up maybe possibly even up to a month. Mm-hmm. That way it's not, that way, I, you know, I could do a lot more stuff and not have to be moving all the time. Right. Not like quite as disruptive. On, yeah. When it's week on week off, it's, I feel like I'm constantly moving back and forth. I only have like three or four days to like actually relax before I have to go back to the other house, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. You so you would still want to share equally, but maybe a little bit longer time between changes. Yes. Gotcha. And they live in the same school district, so it's not like that would change. Um. Actually, they lived in different. They live in different school districts. Um. But we. So I can go to either one that they're in. Mm. We just choose the better one. I see. Like the one that I feel most comfortable going to or the one that has better teachers, you know, stuff like that. So uh, that's also that's also a plus. Yeah. We get to choose and we're not just thrown into the nearest school. Right. Do you think it's created any challenges have, besides, you know, making sure you have your books when you need them? Do you think it's harder for your school and how you do in school from going back and forth like that? Um, no, not really. I mean, it is kind of difficult because, um, I'm so, I'm worried about, like, when I'm going over to my mom's or when I'm going over to my dad's. Um, I think that also kind of, I'm also, I'm worried about that as well as school. Mm-hmm. And then as well as activities outside of school and where I'm at, like all that stuff. So, I mean, it doesn't really affect my schooling that much. It just affects like planning. Yeah. My planning and like where my head's at most of the time. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like they do a pretty good job of co-parenting. So if you're involved in like after school sports or something, that's pretty consistent as far as being able to attend those things. Oh, yeah. Um, recently, my stepdad and I, Doug, we, um, we coached a little boy's soccer team. And when I was at my dad's, uh, Doug would come and get me, and they were totally fine with that. And they'd, he'd take me over there, go to practice, then he'd take me back. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're really good at keeping me consistent in my extracurriculars. Nice. Yeah. How do you feel like 
your relationship with your step parents is. I mean, it's been a long time. Obviously, it's not like they came into your life when you were a teenager already. Do you feel like you've been able to develop that good relationship with them? Oh, yeah. Um, like, me and my stepmom were totally chill. I mean, like, we're super cool with each other. We'll hang out sometimes. You know, it just it's basically like having another mom. Like, that's really all it is. Um, and then with uh, my stepdad, it's basically the same. I mean, I don't know. Him and I don't talk all that often, but when we do, it's, you know, we get along. So it's not like the stereotypical in the movies, like rude to each other type thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but we definitely get along and stuff. Good. Good. Well, we were talking about school a minute ago, and I know there was some issues this year. Do you want to talk about that? Um, sure. <laughs> Would you like to so, share your side of the story? Yeah. Because um, so, I know what I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, basically, so I'll give the rundown, like the... The, exactly what happened from the outside eyes and then how it all led up to that. Okay. So, um, what had happened that day was I had seen another student, um, one of my friends, he took a pill for his ADHD, his ADHD, um, and he was talking about it earlier, like, that week, and, like, the week before. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, it calms me down, blah, 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 like, and then, um, I don't know what it was, but curiosity came over me, and I asked him for one, took one, then got in trouble for it later, because I got caught, um, then, yeah, I had to go in front of the school board, and got expelled. And, and just to clarify, you're not attending a public school, right? You're in a private school or a charter school? Yes, I was. Okay. That this is where yes, this happened in a charter school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the curiosity that led up to that was over the past years. Um, well, you, you know me, and I have a upbeat type of uh, personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm always jumping around, yelling, uh, laughing. You know, just joking around and having a good time, and I'm super energetic. I'm pretty positive most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you're but, a teenager, so teenagers go through all kinds of emotions, but in general, you're yeah. pretty happy. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Um, but yeah, like, I have this upbeat, you know, energetic personality, but I've been told before from people who are, like, I don't want to say bystanders, but, you know, people who have watched me, you know, be energetic and run around and play and be loud. And, you know, sometimes I know I can be annoying and obnoxious. But I've been told um, a couple times that I need to keep my ADHD um, under control. And, like, I've never been diagnosed with ADHD. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what started my suspicion was, oh, these people are saying that I have ADHD. Like, what the world? And then I was like, yo, I can see it. You know, I'm like... Sometimes I get out of control, upbeat and like energetic and crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the suspicion started. But then, 
curiosity just took over and you know I didn't didn't think about it before I did it and came back to bite me in the butt yeah yeah well I mean I think a couple of things about the scenario clearly actions have consequences and we all make decisions that we have to face the consequences for I think that's that's fair uh, but I also think that was maybe, I mean, this is just my own personal opinion. I don't know how you feel about it or how your parents feel about it, but I felt like that might've been a little bit of a harsh punishment for one time that wasn't violent. That wasn't like you were doing acid in the bathroom. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It just um, seemed kind of harsh, but I'm sure part of that had to be, had to do with being a charter school. Cause I feel like if you were in a public school, you probably just would have got suspended or something. Yeah, um, actually, we talked to the Nampa School District, um, one of the higher-up people in the Nampa School District, um, and he actually, he told us, he's like, yeah, that was a bit harsh, like, at our school, you would have been, had, like, a week suspension, and you would have come back, but if it was a reoccurring problem, then that's when you would go against the board. Oh, sure, sure, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So... So what's the plan now going forward? Um, well, I am back in school. But not the same um, school? No, not the same school. Okay. Um, I'm going to what's called Pathways. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, I go twice a week for two hours, unless I have extra classes. Um, but a good 90 to 95% of my work is done in packets, like workbooks. Um, and once I finish a unit or class, I guess, in workbooks, I test on them. Um, and if I get passing grades on that, I get the credit. And so basically it just goes by credits. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike normal school where you show up every day, you do your work in the class, um, they give you participation grades. They give you all this stuff. Mine is strictly what you do in your packets. If you get a packet done, you test on it. If you pass the test, you're one step closer to your credit. You pass all the tests for that class. You get the credits for that class. Is, is that the plan until you graduate or just so you could finish out this year? Um, it originally was to be just to finish out this year. Um but it's kind of going to be a spontaneous thing where I'll either just finish off the year and go over to a public school or I'll stay in this system. It just whatever feels right in the moment, I guess. <laughs> I just worry that you'd be missing out on all the fun socializing school things. I mean, it seems to me that you're, you know, fairly popular in school and there's a lot of experiences that you can't get outside of a school experience. And I just wonder if you would feel like you'd be missing out if you ended up only doing the packet style kind of hybrid homeschool situation. Yeah. Um, I do, I do miss the social aspect of school yet. Um, a lot of the people that I talk to at school, um, before I got expelled, I still keep in touch with, mm. like, daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we've hung out multiple times since I've been expelled. So it's it's 
I don't know. I think I, I might because I feel like the, my social aspect has only gone down uh, for like at school stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I'm at school, I was really talkative. Um, I was always, you know, upbeat, and I talk to people all the time. Um, but you know, I can't do that anymore. Um. But all the outside-of-school activities with my friends, they still go on. It occurs to me that it actually might be better because you have far less drama to deal with. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, Although, not going to lie, I was kind of a fan of the drama, not being in it. (laughs) Not being in it. I never like to be a part of drama. I just like to hear it, you know? Right, right. Like, I'm pretty sure everybody deep down inside likes to hear about drama a little bit. Well, that's why there's such a thing as reality TV. I mean, let's be honest. Yes. It's trash. <laughs> it's trash, yes. but it's like watching a car crash. You can't look away. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. We'll we'll see what happens with you and see how that goes, whichever way. I can't believe you have a job. Where are you working? Uh, with my mom, mainly. Oh, okay. Um, well, okay, so with my mom, um, right now I don't have a set job. I do a lot of pickup jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, like tomorrow, which I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but um, I am going to be working with my aunt out on her ranch or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's not like a farm. Mm-hmm. She has horses and a bunch of land, and I'm going to go over there and work for her for a little bit. Okay. Um, but and then recently, I mow my neighbor's yards, um, pick up money there. I uh, I worked with my paintball place, the paintball place that I really love to go. Um, I worked there for a little bit um, as a zombie for their Halloween special. Oh, that's right. Um, I do remember that. Yeah, really painful experience. You literally <laughs> just scare people and get shot for it. Yes. Yeah, yeah I've been shot um, in the neck with a paintball. That sucks. Yeah, it's it's not fun. <laughs> but it's it was good money, so I stayed in there. Too bad um, you're not closer. I'd have you come weed my garden. Oh, you can fly me out there. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be doing um, a lot of work if I fly you out here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could, I'm at the age where I could apply for a job and uh, possibly get one. One of my friends who's 14 just got a job, so Mm -hmm. I definitely could get a job, Um, but I don't know, I kind of, I don't like to have that set schedule. I like to have the set schedule um, for a lot of things, it's just work is not one of them. (laughs) Well, hey, enjoy it while you can. Yeah, that's, you know, I mean, if I like to do pickup jobs. That's, that's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, whatever works for you, but you're, you're still, you know, when you get to be old enough to have to have a job, then you'll be happy that you spent the time doing what you're doing now instead of being tied down. Yes. I know you were practicing um, driving not that long ago. Are you going to get a license when you're 16? Um, I don't know. That's kind of talked about. Um, 
It seems so weird to me because, you know, I'm old. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I, I'm the generation before your mom, really. I'm in the gen, at the end of the Gen X generation. But when I was in high school, everybody had a license. Like, they couldn't wait to get a license. And it seems like the older I get, the younger generations are not as motivated to be getting a license. And I just don't understand, like, don't you want your freedom and to be running around and do what you want, go where you want? Yeah. Um, I think the main reason for that has to do with all of these organizations like Uber or Lyft. Mm. Because kids, you know, they can get a ride. Or maybe, like for me, it's like two of my friends in my main friend group, they have their licenses and they don't mind, like, driving us around for group activities and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, it's... I don't know. I just have no want to get a license. Eventually, I'm going to. Obviously, I want. I want the license when I'm when I absolutely need it. Um, but right now, I'm not. I don't really need it. Need it. So I don't know. I might if it's like again spur of the moment type thing where I'm like, you know what? I really feel in the mood to take driver's ed and get my <laughs> license. Then you know, I might apply for it and do all that but as of right now I'm not planning on getting my license anytime soon um just because I feel no need for it like again like I said we have Uber Mm -hmm. and Lyft and all those things and if I really needed something I would just call an Uber like that's I think that's what technology and our age has come to I guess I mean that's a great point because it's just it's so hard for me to even imagine that when I was your age I mean I definitely remember being your age especially the emotional stuff but the technology has changed so much and I know we talked about uh, one of the things that I was going to talk to you about is can you even imagine I mean I know your mom was pretty restrictive as far as letting you get onto social media, have a cell phone and that kind of thing. So you were maybe a little later than some of your friends getting that. And uh, you're welcome, by the way, I advocated for you to have that. Um, But, you know, and and at the same time, it's kind of nice to not have it because it's tied to so many other things. There's like we were talking about earlier, pros and cons of, of both of those scenarios. But since you've grown up with it, it's been in your life, in the world, for so long now that there was never a world that you've lived in that didn't have that. Is it possible for you to imagine life without those kind of technologies? Like you couldn't just Google things. You had to go to an encyclopedia and look it up. Um, I don't know. Like at the point right now, like because I am a teenager and I am a lot more like, oh, what's this? And I have a lot more need right now mm-hmm. um, at my age for the internet and for Google. Um, not so much, not at all for, like, social media. Um, I stay off social media because it's, I don't know, It's it, to me it's a waste of my time. Now that I actually think about it, I'm like, I don't need that. Like, it's just another way for drama to start and mm-hmm. get spread. Um, but yeah, I mean, for Google, probably not. 
I mean, I didn't really use the internet until, like, maybe late middle school. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when I maybe started using the internet. So for the past, like, three, four years-ish. But before that, I had no need for it. Um, it wasn't until I actually started needing things for, like, schoolwork or you know, things at the house, like if I'm trying to cook something, Mm -hmm. what's this, or how do I supplement that, or if I'm trying to fix something, I can YouTube it, you know, stuff like that. Do you think you are unique in the land of teenagers with that limited use, or do you think that's more common than I believe it to be, as far as your other peers? Do you mean as in how restricted I was? Well, just just in, in... like. In general, like your whole attitude about social media is very mature and, um, you know, I don't know what else to say <laughs> besides mature, but, uh, and your access was limited, but now that you're able to use it, you still don't feel like you need it in your life constantly. And I just wonder, do you feel like with your group of friends and, or with your peers in school or in the community do you think you're more unique in that situation or do you think more kids aren't feeling like nowadays they don't need it in their life all the time and it just seems like the, from the outside point of view that it seems like kids are just constantly on their phone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, I feel like I'm like one of a kind. Because um, it's like everybody and their moms is on social media 24-7. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like every teenager's life revolves around social media um i think the reason me and one of my best friends uh connor i think the reason that him and i are so well connected is because we both have the same opinion about social media Mm. like we're rarely on social media at all we don't like to put ourselves out there in that type of way Mm -hmm. um because there's so many possibilities and 99 percent of them are negative (laughs) that could happen yeah Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think about how many, you know, now that it's been, social media has been out for 10 plus years, people that are coming out to get jobs and do other things realize all the dumb shit they put on their social media when they were teenagers and, you know, didn't know better or didn't think about how it might impact them. So for you and your friend Connor to be so aware of that already, I think really sets you up for success. Yeah, and uh, um, I read something, I forget where it was, and I forget who it was, but um, posts that have been, like, posted on social media, like, years back mm-hmm. have been dug up and came back to bite people in the butt, and they've lost their job or been ridiculed for it. And Oh, yeah. I, I've seen that, and I'm like, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, if it's like, not in writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, like I said, I'm very spur in the moment. And so I could feel like really angry and like, I want to just rant about something and I rant about it. Like if I rant about it on social media, that could come back and bite me in like 10 years. It's there forever. Yeah. Like there's no getting rid of it. So. Mm -hmm. Even if you delete it, it's somewhere. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you, as a almost 16-year-old, do 
do you think you're ready to start or are you already starting to think about issues of the world or your community? And, um, and let me preface that by saying that I think, you know, I think adults do remember when they are teenagers, but in the moment they tend to forget. And yeah. I think oftentimes teenagers, especially around your age, they are expected to be and act like adults already when your frontal cortex is still developing. You're still an adolescent. You're still a child. And oftentimes that pressure is put upon you to be grown up when you still have time to grow. So I wonder if you feel that pressure or if you just naturally are already thinking about those things or, or you're just, that's, I'm not there yet. Um, well, I mean, it all, it, it all depends on the problem as well. Like there's some issues where I'm like, oh, I don't know about that enough that I don't want to get involved or, Nah, that's an iffy thing. Like, there's a, it's very, it's a hostile situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like one side or both sides could be considered really hostile. And like, you disagree with them, they will like yell at you and ridicule you and judge you in so many nasty ways. Um, those are the types of situations that I don't like to be in. I don't like to put my opinion in. Um, but then, like, for situations that aren't as significant, I guess, or aren't as controversial, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put my opinion in and I'll talk to people about it, but I don't know. And then about the, um, about, like, the teenagers are expected to act, um, like adults, I mean, we're, we're not, we're, we're still in our fun years, I guess. I don't want to say... <laughs> fun years because yes adults do have fun as well (laughs) um but i mean like that's all we want to do is fun 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 what we want all the time and um sometimes we can get very carried away um but and then like again with like the with people think expecting us to act like adults it could be very stressful because you know our parents could be like that and we're like oh we want to we want to make our parents proud right we like we don't want to disappoint our parents mm-hmm. and so we could completely drop everything and maybe we would distance ourselves from friends and completely cut off like a really potentially positive social part of our lives to try and make our parents proud or make other adults proud and like act mature just to make people proud when in reality that's not really how we are and that's not really what we want and it has it could have very bad internal issues Mm. to that Mm -hmm. like people could become depressed or stuff like that because they're trying to make somebody else proud and not doing what makes them actually happy sure sure you know know what i mean Mm -hmm. that makes sense all right yeah. So what? That, that's like. Go yeah. ahead. That, that, I mean, I'm just gonna say that's like my standpoint on that. Yeah. Like, it, it it can be very stressful at times. What are you passionate about? Um, I don't know. I'm. I mean. Uh, well, describe that a little bit more. Like, what, like, what do you mean? Well, it could be a lot of different things. If there's um, 
you know, a, a sport or you really love camping or hunting or you're passionate about global warming. I mean, who knows? It could be anything, but something that really sparks your interest, holds your interest or something that you want to know more about or something that you are very interested in. So like hobbies? Sure. That could count. All right. So, um, my main hobbies are paintballing and soccer or, you know, as every, everybody will say, hanging out with friends. (laughs) When you Um, say soccer, do you mean playing soccer or watching soccer? Or both? uh, Both. Okay. Um, do you want to be controversial and say who your favorite team is? Oh, oh, all the way, uh. Real Madrid, like there's no, uh, <laughs> there's no changing my mind on that. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I I like to watch soccer because I'm the type of person who I don't really care about the teams unless it's my team. I don't really care about the teams. I just like to heckle people, <laughs> and like I'll like that's. For me, in any sport, though, watching any sport, unless my team is in, is playing, I like to root against the team that has the majority of people voting, like, with them that I'm with. So you root for the underdog? Yeah. Okay. Like, I'll I'll root for the other person just to get under the other team's skin. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I like to do that. I like to mess with people like that. But in the end, it's all for fun. Like, if, unless it's my team, I don't really care who wins or loses. Um, and I also like to just watch the sport. And I like, if somebody makes a bad play, I like to yell at the TV, acting <laughs> like they can hear me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if someone makes a good play, I'll jump up and scream and be like, yeah, 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 thinking they can hear me again. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, for me, sports are for entertainment and I think sometimes people take them way too seriously mm-hmm. um, like not me because yes I do have my team but in the end I what they do doesn't reflect on me at all mm-hmm. like if they win whoop to do they win congratulations they lose whoop to do they lose congratulations you know it's like <laughs> It has no solid effect on me and people who, like, like for me, one of my friends, his favorite team is my favorite team's rival, okay? And whenever they play each other, we have a little friendly rivalry, and we joke around with each other, be like, oh, I hope your team loses, hope your team loses, right? You know, all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But in the end, neither one of us really cares. Yeah, your well, your fans. All for the fun of it. Your fans, but not fanatics. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So it's not like we're not so crazy where you see us rioting through the streets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Do you feel like there's any big issues that you're passionate about, like things you've seen on the news or anything like that? I just I'm specifically thinking right now about the fact that you're of high school age. And there's been these school shootings. Does that worry you at all as being someone? I mean, I know it happens to adults, too, in workplaces. But... Um, 
Yeah, I was actually just going to say, um, I think school shootings are really, because, like, I've grown up in a household um, that's very, like, I don't know, like, Republican, I guess? Mm-hmm. Like, can I say that? Yeah. I mean, Republican, <laughs> because we're very, we're very, like... Conservative. In, yes, we're very into, like, gun safety and, like... Um, like, when we see a school shooting and we see the cops standing outside of the school, mm-hmm. like, the SROs standing outside of the school and not doing anything about it, we get real upset about it and we, like, actually, like, yell at the TV again and we'll, like, have a little heated debate thing. Um, but, like, I don't know. It's just really upsetting to watch all of these terrible things happen. Mm-hmm. And for me, it kind of does scare me because I had an incident earlier this year um, with, like, a stab threat, I guess, against me. And it was kind of scary because the school that I go to now, the same kid who threatened to stab me goes to that school. And But me being, you know, I don't like situations just lying there, I'll bring it up to somebody. So I brought it up to my teachers, and he's like, oh, okay. And they literally changed the entire school, like, setup Mm -hmm. just so that me and that other student are away from each other. And I thought that that was really, really good. And that was really, um, I feel safe at the school because, like, I feel like they take very good care in my worries, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if I feel worried about something, they'll change it right away. And they'll find a solution to that problem. Yeah, so you feel heard, and then that makes you feel safe. Yes, yes. I feel very comfortable with my school right now because of that. Good. Do you feel Um, like that student is still threatening to you? Like, if you did see each other? eh, Or do you think it's been too long and it's done? No, I I feel... definitely know that he is still holding grudge i guess because i have you know out of interest i sit so i can see where he is at all times because even though yes we are on opposite sides of the school i feel very uncomfortable mm-hmm. um and my school my school is one big room it's it's literally an old thrift store mm. so there's it's just like this giant high school common i see with um like tables in the middle so okay. I like to, we sit on the opposite sides and I sit where I could see him at all times. Mm-hmm. I never, I, because I've seen him, you know, he glares at me and he, I can tell that he talks crap about me because I've seen other students that he's sitting with and he'll look at me and like, he'll point at me and then the other students will look over at me and write. And it, I don't know, I, I feel like if we were out in public and I saw him, I would probably immediately turn around Mm -hmm. and you know even if it's from a super far distance if i saw him i would be like nope turn around and i don't care how bad i need to be where i need to be i'll turn around and wait you know i just don't want to risk it yeah exactly it's not worth the risk but yeah and so i don't know i don't feel unsafe while i'm at school uh it's when i'm outside of school Mm mm-hmm that it kind of starts to worry me. But, I don't know, I guess that's life. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I think, and just coming back to the, just real quick, the, the feeling of divisiveness that we've had in our country about Republican and Democrat and whatnot, I think that sometimes does get misconstrued that <clears throat> somehow all Democrats are anti-gun and, and uh, that kind of thing, where I, I think we're actually much more similar than I, we maybe realize. Um, I think everybody wants gun safety. And, and yeah. I wish there was a way that as a community and as a society, we were able to talk to each other and find that common language, because I really do think we have much more in common than, than we let on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I think everybody wants gun safety. It's just everybody has a different view on how to get it. Sure, sure. And, you know, you grew right. up in a household that hunts. And so there are guns in the house, but you, your family has always been very safe. And like you talk about ensuring gun safety, ensuring that there's no access to the guns and that you've all been taught the proper way to use a gun. And that's the way it should be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. And, and by the way, Republican or conservative is not a bad word. <laughs> I know. I know. I just didn't know if like I was. Okay to say that on your uh, oh, yes. podcast. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. We All talk right. about a lot of controversial things. And, you know, it's. I think the most important thing about the podcast in general is getting everyone's point of view and seeing how much closer we really are together than we are apart. So, mm-hmm. so speaking of being far apart, what would you want adults to know about your generation that you feel like you've heard or you get the feeling that adults or any particular age group or generation, you know, I know, I'm sure you've heard that teenagers are so disrespectful and so lazy and so this and that. And I mean, clearly, let's be honest, you are an exception to the rule. And I'm not just saying that because you're my nephew and you're pretty great. But in general, there is this sense that you know, teenagers are this certain way and they're so entitled, which cracks me up because every generation says that about the next generation. So, but is there something in particular that you feel like adults ignore or don't know, or that you'd want people to know about your generation and the people that you're around? Um, I mean, I don't think there, um, I don't know. I feel like, yes, some kids are very disrespectful. Um, but I mean, it's, I don't think that the actions of one group of teenagers should affect, uh, like, the entire generation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like my generation has that stereotype of, yes, there's a lot of disrespect or we don't, um, we don't respect, like, our elders enough, things like that, um. And to an extent, yes, that is true. Um, but, but I mean, like, it's not, I don't think that we mean disrespect. As in, like, I don't think my generation is like, oh, we're going to go out here and we're going to be absolute jerks to these elders, right? And, like, I, I feel like it's just a, like, a mentality thing. I don't know how to explain it. But, like... <laughs> I don't think that my generation means to be disrespectful. 
it's just the way that we are. But yeah. in our eyes, we, we don't see it as disrespect. I think a lot you know of I mean? that has to do with as each generation comes along and has different challenges, including the technology boom, which has really changed, and also cost of living and wars and all different kind of factors in our culture, that has changed how each generation has raised the next generation. Yes. And every generation, like I said, always says, ah, this next generation is this and that. I mean, the greatest generation, as they say, was saying that about the baby boomers. And the baby boomers said it about Gen X, and it'll just continue on and on. I personally am inspired by the young people that I see today that are actively working towards huge issues like climate change. It is amazing to me that these kids are active and willing to be involved in things that I don't think younger people were really involved in until fairly recently. So I think teenagers today get a worse rap. And in particular, I think they really don't deserve for the for the most part. And a lot of that's not their fault. It was the way they were raised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, like you were saying with the technology boom and everything, like my parents didn't have the technology that I have available to me now, like when they were my age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, and with the views, because the views have changed, like, um, like views on guns, I guess have changed. Uh, views on, you know, just just views on very heavy topics that mm-hmm. have changed. Mm-hmm. Yet, um, some some people like me, I was raised with like how my my parents raised me with the standard of of all these old rules, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, let's, let's see, uh, I, I don't mean to offend anybody, but with the LGBT community, mm-hmm. um, I was raised that that is a bad thing, that that is, you know, not right, uh, biblically, because we were, my, I was raised very heavily on the Bible, mm-hmm. um, but, but I was always raised that that is very, very wrong. Yet my generation is very, very supportive of that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, me just, just I, I don't want to say that I'm supportive of it, but I'm not bigoted, right? I accept it because it is the it's what's in our life right now. So I accept it because it's there, and there's nothing I can do about it. But then again, I'm not going to be hosting a pride rally, you know? Things like that. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I feel like everybody is raised different and we have so much diversity in just my generation. Mm -hmm. But everybody is also kind of like, if one person does it, everybody in my generation feels like it's okay. Mm. Um, Like with the, like the saying, if your friends jump off a cliff, are you going to as well? I feel like my generation, they're kind of like, uh, yeah, I'm going to jump off a cliff. Duh. <laughs> like, if my friend does it, I'm going to do it, of course. Like, you know, it's the cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that that's what I feel my generation is kind of like that. 
I think the yeah. um, the LB, LGBT issue is an interesting one because I think similar to guns, uh, I think there's a lot of people. I think I think for a lot of people, it feels like there can't be. Uh, like you can't be a good Christian and be accepting of that. I think that that's come down through the generations and just what, what people have been taught. And I think the more people feel safe coming out, that people get to know them. And I, I've come to know many people and also listen to people um, on podcasts and whatnot that are very much still religious and able to hold on to their beliefs while simultaneously changing their views on how that's accepted. So it'll be interesting for me <clears throat> to see how you feel about this issue 10 years from now, or if you get to know more people and not to say that you'll change your mind. You might not. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's great that you're, you're open to it even now. Um, and, and neither one of those, I don't want to try to tell people how they should think or not think. I think everybody has to go through their own journey as long as you're not being hateful and violent. Um, I mean, I know I have my own personal views, but I appreciate that you are open to sharing how you were, how you were brought up and how you feel about it and how that may be a little bit different than the majority culture that's around you. Um, I'm kind of surprised that it is the majority culture considering where you're growing up because that mm -hmm. state seems to be fairly uh, conservative. Yes, yes. Idaho has a very large <laughs> reputation of being uh, Republican yeah. or conservative. Yeah. Like that's a, uh, yeah, when you think Idaho, you think um, immediately Republican. <laughs> well, at least about militias. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, every state has their own reputation, regardless if it's true. Mm hmm So. It's just the stereotype, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you, uh, what do you dream about for the future? For your future, for the future of the world? What, what do you hope? What are your hopes? Um, I, I feel like we need to definitely focus on the big problems. Um, we need to be less self-centered and focus on, you know, like you said, global warming, mm -hmm. um, conservation, I think is also another big one. Like things are going extinct. That's going to have a really large dip in the environment. It's going to things drastically We're like, we're not going to be ready for that. Then we're going to have our hands too full. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think we definitely need to focus on the bigger problems, um, the problems that are going to affect the earth as a whole and that are going to affect future generations, then that are going to affect our generation directly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I feel like we should set up a better future for future generations than set up or then set up our own future for us living the way that we want our dream life. I feel like we should set up a dream life for future generations. Yeah. Try to try to plan ahead instead of dealing with the crisis right now. Yes. Um, try to be proactive. Like, like I don't want to throw any blame, but I feel like what, um, 
generations above us have done are have been like they haven't been very focused on fixing the problems like global warming or conservation. I feel like um, I, I don't want to say that we've been dumped with the responsibility, but then it, like again, we kind of have. I mean, yeah. global warming is becoming such a big problem that it will affect us in our generation if we do not do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, we have to do something about it and fix it in order, you know, that way it doesn't affect us in our generation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. uh, I have one more question for you, um, but I do want to say thanks so much for talking with me about all these things. I think it's really important for us to get all different kind of perspectives and that includes teenagers yeah no problem where do you see yourself in 10 years where do i see myself in 10 years yeah um <laughs> um i don't know i mean i've always i've always i've always had the uh i've always had the dream of being in the air force Mm-hmm. Um, it's always an Air Force because, you know, my dad went into the Air Force and he's a very big role model for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's never been any other branch but the Air Force, to be honest. Um, but I definitely, um, that's one of my goals for the next 10 years is enlist. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I don't like the idea of college. I mean, I like the idea of college. I just, I'm not a big fan of school. <laughs> so I don't know if I want to uh, voluntarily put myself through more of it. Well, college is very different than high school. But yeah. I can understand while you're in the middle of it that you have a hard time seeing that for the future. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you could see yourself being a career military person? Or do you think you just want to make sure you have that experience and maybe you want to be something else when you quote unquote grow up <laughs> um I don't know I, I feel like I just want to get the fulfillment of serving my country um I mean my, I mean my goal my like goal for my life I guess is I want to finish off or retire uh, in the military so that'd be 20 years Mm-hmm. And I believe the Air Force is you have to go to college in order to get that 20 years. Um, so, you know, eventually. And I've always been told that I'm very good at architecture and I kind of, you know, I enjoy doing stuff like that. So I think I'm going to get an architecture degree okay. um, while um, doing my 20 years in the Air Force. Uh, then when I retire, I'm planning on making one of my hobbies a uh, a job for me, like a career. Mm-hmm. So, like, if everything goes according to plan, retirement, looking around 40-ish, um, then at 40, you know, I'll still be able to do 90% of the things I'm able to do, you know, physically-wise. So make a hobby my career, I guess, and then just live off that. Sure, sure. Hey, don't forget I mean, think, the army. You know, your aunt had a pretty great experience. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, look at all your options. Yeah. 
I definitely will before I settle down, but... Nothing wrong with the Air Force either. You know, Grandma Melody was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. I know that. I actually learned that, like, on her birthday. I didn't yeah. know that before her birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, yeah. Are there more of your friends or social group that are thinking about the military, or are you uni- unique in that as well? Um, I still think that a lot of my friends are very into the military. Um, and I don't know if they want to do it for the same reason as I do, but th- we're definitely still into joining the military. It's not out of the question. Well, it is a great I'm, experience. I wish more people would uh, would do it for a multitude of reasons. So I mm-hmm. always wish you good luck in that. And, you know, I'm here if you have any questions. Well, thank you. And I know your dad is, too. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks so much for talking to me today. And uh, I'm sure we will come up with another subject that I need a teenage perspective for. Yeah. Just uh, whenever you need me, you know where to find me. <laughs> All right. Well, this well, thank episode. You for having me. Of course. This episode will come out um, this Sunday. So you'll Alrighty. see the link. All right, you take care of yourself. Love you. Thanks, you too. Love you too. Bye. Bye. All right, that was my conversation with Jacob. I appreciate him being so willing to be open and honest about our conversations, even though sometimes the discussions were a little more difficult and a little more grown up. Uh, If you have any questions about this or comments or thoughts of your own, please go ahead and give me an email. You can find me on Twitter at SomedayDeadPC. You can email me at SomedayDeadPC at Google.com. And you can uh, find us on Facebook. So I hope you're thinking more globally as the children of today are. Because someday we'll all be dead.